well, you're on chemo. You don't have any other options. Yeah. And then those guys don't find about some something else that might help them. We've had tons of guys in the group who had that first opinion saying there's nothing that could be done who are now NED because they switched up things and went to somewhere else or yeah. so. Yeah. No, I mean, it's individualized care now, right? Because everyone's getting gene profiles. You're, the biomarkers like you talked about. And then you're trying to select the best therapy for whatever their profile is. You yeah, know? man. And if it's a trial, I mean, sometimes it is an upfront trial that's worthwhile. But a lot of the time, first line therapy, there's not going to be a trial. It's usually subsequent right. lines are going to be more beneficial to get on a trial, in my opinion. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. But there may be something like yeah. um, where some doctors maybe even aren't, aren't necessarily looking for like MSI high mm -hmm. up front. Mm -hmm. or maybe they're testing for that later or maybe the gene profiling is coming later and then yeah. they're doing frontline when things are switching on that sure, so it's like sure, but i sure. i hear you and i yeah i just thank you guys for doing what you do it is not an easy job and we want to help support you so if there's anything that you can think of with our group you know we're getting you know we're going to be over 2,000 people and it's growing pretty fast you know if there's anything that i can do to help you guys or any topics or something that i can do on my podcast where we can you know, be this bridge. Like I never wanted to feel like it's patients versus providers. Like we want to work together as a team. Yeah. Yeah. As I say, if you if guys, you, if there's topics that you think your community would want us to talk on either on your podcast, our podcast, whatever, I think we're all, we're open to collaborate. And I think Danny and I can love it. break things down usually at a pretty patient level and not keep it too, uh, yeah. too high minded. Right. <laughs> I know. Yeah, exactly. And sometimes I, I do, too 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 much high-minded too it's like because i've with my journalism like i was researching so much that i just it was really unhealthy for me and i think i found a balance now or i'll like read some papers and just read what's and like see what's coming out of ask ogi and stuff but then yeah. most of the time i just do my thing and like my team at mass general and i also consult with um johns hopkins because i did a trial at johns hopkins i failed spectacularly my my abdominal one of my abdominal tumors went from like six centimeters to 14 on trial so that didn't work for me but no. um but like i you gotta balance trying to figure out how to get yourself out of this with and knowing like that i'm not an oncologist like you know there's only so, limits to what i can learn um so i'm trying to like ease back on that and just trust the professionals like but also be empowered so that i can have those conversations be like hey did you see this trial over here where they're doing gut microbiome stuff for like people who aren't responding on immunotherapy. Like, is that something that we could look at? And they'll be like, Oh, I'll take a look. Right. Mm -hmm. And I love it when the oncologist will, cause I, you guys must get sick of people that just Google and come in and be like, well, I can take this Himalayan beetroot and I'm cured. Right. It's like, but for a patient that like really wants to look at things and ask those questions, I love it. Like Dr. Cusack and Clark at mass general, they're always like, what have you been reading? Like, have you been hearing about anything? And like, so it's cool that they see me as like a collaborator rather than just like, oh no, like just do this. Mm -hmm. No, you're right. I mean, we talk about it all the time on this podcast. Doctors are really bad anyway at interpret interpreting medical literature as it is. So, I think we're I think we're usually who is it? <laughs> so it's it's not it's not just the layperson or the journalist. It's it's the doctors too. I mean, yeah. I think there's a lot a lot of barriers to synthesizing appropriately. I think the best right. thing you're doing for yourself is is getting those multiple opinions. You know, you're not yeah. you're not stressing yourself to saying I just have to travel two hours for my treatment every day, right? You're getting local treatment, but having those avenues at bigger centers because that just opens up the opportunity to get on 
newer therapies or trials that just aren't available through your local center, you know? Absolutely. And yeah. they've had different opinions. So like at one yeah. point, Mass General had one opinion. My local guy had another opinion. Johns Hopkins had another. And it's like kind of triangulate. It's right. like, and then finally it was like two out of the three agreed. And I was like, okay, let's go with that. But it's like, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, that second opinion, that's a big part of my book is just really encouraging people to just get that second opinion. Yeah. No one college is going to be offended if you say like, Hey, let's have this other, other eyes on it. Like right. that just puts you in a stronger position because if those other eyes just say, usually what they'll be like, yep, Dr. Evans, we totally agree with that. But sometimes they'll be like, Hey, have you thought about this? And then they'll talk. Um, so I think that collaboration is really key. And I'm really happy that Dr. Evans here in Maine, from the beginning was like, if you want to talk to anyone, like you can go around the country. Like if there's anyone you want to consult with, let's, let's get a message out to them and share your case. Right. Um, so that, that was really good. And plus I have the insurance, right? Like, so having good insurance that will support that. Huge. That's yeah. a whole, like four other shows, right? That's <laughs> yeah, a, a deep dive. We don't need, we don't, we don't want to go down yeah. right now. I, I, yeah, my, blood well, pressure, my blood pressure is already high enough at the end of the day. I know, no, let's <laughs> keep it down. No, but thank you, guys. No, no, uh, I would love it. to. I, I'm already thinking of like two or three different things that I'd love to next year when I get the. So I put the. I have 68 episodes of the podcast, but I put it on hold to get my book done. Um, okay. But then it's done now, but I'm just launching it. So in January, I'm going to get the podcast up and running. And I'd love to have you guys on to. And we should think about like what that first topic might be and just kind of keep it. Yeah. Sure. fun and basic but no, for the guys to hear from on call practicing oncologists like at the level where you guys are at that would be really cool so yeah. thank you no. for we, being willing to do I, that any day pleasure. any day we'd be excited to awesome. join we really yeah. really appreciate what all you do for the community so it's the least we could do so no we appreciate it love it thanks <laughs> for doing this how did you real last thing how did you guys come up with the idea like who wanted to which one of you was like oh yeah we should talk about this yeah. <laughs> well no the, well, well the this, idea this, no no the, I, the podcast in general i got shoehorned in well i think once once the <laughs> pandemic hit wasn't it when yeah. the pandemic hit we were just like you that, know, oh it was we, a pandemic motivated we, yeah. we kind of were looking for different marketing avenues and stuff and, and we're not even i don't even think we're using this big in, in marketing it's just kind of getting our voices out there to where if, yeah. if our patients want to listen and have you know, just a, a casual conversation about different topics that that we can give them our points of view outside of awesome. the clinic. That's that's kind of where we're coming from, you know. Yeah. Um, and we and we do have some patients that listen regularly, so yep, yep. Um, so that's good. So I said I was good at running my mouth, so I was I was yeah. volunteered for it, which you know, and I, I took, you know, I guess offense too. Yeah, and we like talking <laughs> sports too, so we talk golf, basketball. Rick talks football. I'm not a football expert, but you know. All right. Hey, well, have me back on sometime next year, maybe, and we can do a little sports piece too, because um, I'm a huge, you know, up in Maine, you're born into the Celtics, Red Sox, Bruins, and no, Patriots. No. I know. Brother loves that. We have, enough, we have enough Boston. Our producer is a Boston person too. Okay. So. But can we all agree on our hatred for Tom Brady at this yes. point? Because I can. I can. Yes. Sure. <laughs> this is the producer yes are you happy yeah, yeah, he's she, in this like, turmoil yes. he's been right now i don't want to see his personal life right? no not that's his personal sad. no yeah it is affecting his well i don't know the team's not oh. that good that team's not good <laughs> so I, I i i can sports hate people but i don't want them to be personally hurt that's just yeah. <laughs> well no they're not personally hurt the thing is with guys like michael jordan and tom brady is 
their lover is their sport, right? Like you could have, you know, you're married to a supermodel, but who's coming number, who's number one, this little football that Tom sleeps with at night. That's true. That he deflates at night. Is that what you mean? All right. We don't need to do that. It's a good conversation. We're getting off now. Hi, Stanny. Thank you. Faith, exactly. Every once in a while. (laughs) Thank you guys. Thank you so much. Take care. Thanks, Trevor. Bye. Appreciate it. You're welcome. All right. Bye.